Hello and welcome to the Matanzerist Podcast, a baseball podcast. I'm Ryan Medeiros here at Long Max Tanzer. We have our first Tuesday night podcast. We're uh, a little bit of a weird schedule this week, but as always, Max and I will be bringing you baseball facts and opinions from coast to coast, covering baseball all across the country. We'll be starting off today's podcast by talking about a significant starting pitcher injury for a team out on the West Coast. And then uh, an interesting signing by that team followed up, Jake Odorizzi signing with the Astros. And they'll be talking about a couple of other injuries that happened over the past week or so. And then finally, we'll be wrapping it up with another spring training standout performer. We'll be talking about Joey Gallo's performance this spring. So we'll start it off, Max. Frambert Valdez, I alluded to this injury earlier, fractured his ring finger, which was a bit of a weird injury. Um, not something you see too often, but unfortunately for the Astros, that's going to put him out for a while. What were your thoughts when you heard that Valdez was going to be out for a while? Yeah, always a tough break, especially in spring training and just on a comebacker. You know, you're trying to get a guy an opportunity to compete, and that's the way he gets hurt. Never want to see that. And it's a tough loss for the Astros because I think the rotation is sneaky good. Obviously, you have McCullers. Valdez was very good last year. Uh, Javier as well and so forth, just to name a few. Um, but uh, we saw what he was able to do in the postseason last year. Obviously, the really good curveball. Um, and it's a big hit for them because this isn't just a couple of weeks entering the season now. This could be, you know, almost half the season at some point. So so you never want to see that, especially this early here in spring. But uh, perfect timing to go out and sign Jake Odorizzi. I don't know if this was in the plans beforehand anyway or if they all of a sudden jumped on the train late after the Valdez injury. i got to imagine it was in their thoughts because it happened so quickly after. But either way, I think this is a good opportunity for Odorizzi. Obviously, he struggled mightily last year, both with injuries, just getting to stay on the field, but statistically as well, the ERA up at 6.5. But if you go to the year before that, the best year of his career, a 3-5-1 ERA, supported with an expected ERA of 397 as well um, so hopefully you know he can go where pitchers love to go in Houston and blossom into fantastic players um, and competitors as well uh, and be able to bring himself back to his 2019 self and help this Astros team uh, push for a 2021 AL West championship yeah and you skimmed over that Odorizzi deal there and he has a guaranteed 20 and a quarter million over two years plus a ton of performance bonuses there, so he could earn upwards of $30 million over the next two years. Plus, I believe he has a player option. The deal is still being kind of worked out. We don't know the full details of that deal yet, but those are certain to come out in the next week or so, I'd have to imagine. Moving on here, another left-handed injury here. Zach Britton of the Yankees just today came out. He's going to be getting left elbow surgery. He's going to be about out about one month so not as devastating as you know the typical left-handed or uh, elbow injuries that you might see in major league baseball but you know it's not a great sign for a yankees team that's dealt with a lot of injuries over the past couple years Definitely. I think if you're a Yankees fan right now, you know, you're getting a little bit nervous because that was the big problem last year, the year prior to that as well. And Britain's a legitimate, you know, a very important piece in the back end of that pen. Already losing Kaney last year. I know he didn't pitch much last year, but that still was a big guy in your pen years prior. Uh, trading out of Vino to the Red Sox again did struggle last year, but those were guys that uh, provided depth and provided big innings for you. So losing Britain for the mo- first month of the season is tough. An elbow injury, especially, you got to hope that doesn't linger. Uh, Britain, uh, getting up there in age as well has been in the league for a while now Uh, but again just hopeful for a quick recovery if you're a Yankees fan right now and again that Justin Wilson signing just got that much more important at least for April 
Yeah, and I mentioned the injury is only going to hold him out about a month. That's the timetable right now. It's an arthroscopic injury, so it's going to be removing some loose bodies from the elbow. It's nothing structural, it doesn't sound like. So that's a good sign for the Yankees if there's a good sign with an elbow injury. So, you know, you can't say enough about what Britain's done over the past couple of years. Sub-2 ERA in both years with the Yankees in 19 and 20. Just dominant numbers. He's a huge ground ball guy, which plays a huge role in a small ballpark like Yankee Stadium. So they'll love to have him back. As you mentioned, Justin Wilson, that depth does play a huge role. He's another left-handed kind of a ground ball guy. Got great stuff out of the back end. So he should slot right in if Britain isn't ready for opening day. Speaking of guys being ready for opening day, really interesting one here. Jared Kelnick, he had an interesting injury uh, earlier in the week. I know you were so excited. He hit the home run. That was like the perfect uh, (laughs) thing right there when they were interviewing Scott Service. They talked about, uh, is he going to be coming up? And Service goes, well, the players will tell you when they're ready. And Kelnick, right on cue, right after he says it hits a home run. And unfortunately, right after that, has that knee injury. We'll see if that lingers around. It sounds like it's not going to hold him out for too long. Kelnick's hoping to be ready as soon as possible, I think, within a week. So it should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the team tries to hold him out longer so that they don't have to worry about making that opening day decision. But I know you have some interesting thoughts on that. No, I know. It's like a reality TV show at this point. All the drama the Mariners have gone through the last month, uh, particularly with Jared Kelnick. Uh, to be specific, it's a strain in his adductor muscle in his left knee. Uh, you know, some people say it's an injury that could last as long as three to six weeks. The Mariners haven't really officially said how long it's going to last. Kelnick himself said he'll be back in a week, and that was last Sunday. So at this point now, it's about four or five days, if that's true. This brings up a very interesting scenario for the Mariners right here, and I think they got to be careful. And you know they're thinking about it because they could go two ways. Part of them, understandably, probably wants to be a little bit cautious with Kalanick here. Again, you don't want to ever see someone get hurt in the knee. Uh, again, you know, like the elbow, that is a spot that could, you know, have, be long-lasting um, and have long-lasting effects on someone's durability. Uh, but also, you don't want to rush him back and then all of a sudden force another injury that holds him out for longer. But at the same time, you have this service time manipulation variable in the same case where... Now the Mariners, they could go two directions in this case as well. You could hold him back from the injury from playing, and if he doesn't get enough spring training at-bats, then there's really no reason to call him up on opening day or for them to call him up or call him up on opening day because he hasn't had those at-bats. So then you can keep him down for three weeks and then call him back up if you want to. Or he comes back in a week, rakes, and then forces himself onto the roster here but either way it just makes this situation a thousand times more difficult for the Mariners you know I think off the bat it makes it look easy right oh okay he's hurt we don't have to make this tough decision but now that Kelnick's pushing to get back in a week here the politics of this whole scenario sort of amplify Um, and that's what scares me a little bit right here because I don't know what the Mariners are going to do because there's so many different not even excuses but different uh, variables moving around with the injury you know you don't want to force him back too quick Quickly, but also at the same time, you don't want to, you know, be quote, quote, sleazy for a lack of a better term and hold him back and manipulate the service time and so forth. So not a good situation at all by any means. And let's forget about the biggest part. Your superstar is getting hurt in spring training. You don't want to see that as well. Um, so disappointing is an understatement for that, especially like, like you said, uh, hitting the home run last Wednesday on ESPN after service made those comments. So we'll see how it plays out again. I hope Kelly can get back quickly and be healthy and and, you know, there's no uh, bad circumstances afterwards. But I just, who knows at this point, honestly. 
Yeah, well, you see a lot of disappointing stuff in the spring in terms of injuries, and it's just inevitable, really. You just hope it doesn't happen to one of your team's players. But you see a lot of good things coming out of the spring as well, and one of the best things you could see, another AL West outfielder, Joey Gallo has been absolutely raking the spring. Five home runs already. That's a great thing to see from an outfielder that really struggled last year. 181 average, 84 OPS plus. The year before, he broke out in 2019 before getting injured. 145 OPS plus, 22 home runs in 70 games. He was an all-star hit, the home run in the all-star game. Great things ahead, it seemed, for Joey Gallo. But unfortunately, in 2020, it was not the case. This year, he's... You know, it seems like he's a man on a mission in spring. He's come out, hit home runs left and right off the bat. So it'll be interesting to see how Gallo transitions from spring training into the regular season. What do you see ahead for Gallo? Yeah, and I, I think I have confidence in him if I'm the Rangers right now. Obviously, you know, it doesn't help him that they move to an incredibly vast ballpark, but if there's any guy that could succeed in there, it is Joey Gallo. But I think the bigger thing to look at here is was last year, statistically speaking, was his worst offensive season uh, in which he played more uh, than 50 games. But I think, again, he's a victim of the 60-game season. We've talked about it plenty of times where you're too quick to judge on someone. But, you know, he's so dynamic in many ways. You know, uh, a gold-glove outfielder, which is crazy to Think about him coming up as a first baseman in his size, but then has the ability to put up a 986 OPS in uh, 70 games as well. So as long as he can stay healthy, I think he'll be in good shape. And this is definitely a good start. Again, it is spring training, and I think spring training, a lot of people you know, get a little too excited, including myself with Jared Kalanick, Taylor Trammell, Ty France, and so forth. But uh, it's definitely encouraging for sure, and I think he's definitely capable of making the transition forward. Yeah, and the one thing I think that's huge for Gallo is he is a massive dude. I mean, this guy is huge. Um, the the thing with Gallo, and I think a lot of this is for a lot of bigger players, it's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. a lot of timing and rhythm. So I think it's a really great sign. Even if it is spring training, Gallo seems to have his timing down. And for a guy with a huge swing, with a lot of swing and miss, and a lot of moving parts, he seems to have it all down pat thus far. So if you're a Rangers fan, I think that's something to be excited about. Yeah, and I'm sure he came into this offseason as well, like you said, on a mission. And, you know, we see guys make plenty of adjustments in the offseason. Gary Sanchez is a fantastic example of that. Uh, He's already hit three home runs so far this spring. Uh, And seeing that work immediately right off the bat is amazing for guys like that, especially coming off of down years, and it shows just how much work these guys are putting in, and let's not forget, Joey Gallo's going into his age 27 season, technically speaking, that's just entering your prime, so I don't know if we've seen the beginning of Joey Gallo or not, I think there's definitely great things to come, and I definitely, like I said, it's hard to predict, but I definitely think that he's capable of putting up 2019 numbers in a full season. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up our show today. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. Quick one today, but don't worry. We'll continue to give you guys all the baseball news you need to know as we're just about two and a half, three weeks from opening day. We'll give you all of the news, opinions, information you need to know to get ready. For Ryan Medeiros, I'm Max Tanzer. We thank you so much for tuning in to Matanzers. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you next Monday.